Greetings, Royal Family. So, Happy New Year, Episode 5, the Queen Bonnie Talks Podcast. We win it. Let's get it. We win it. So, ooh. Ooh. How is this new year treating y'all? Realistically, it's a new year. I hope you made some good intentions so far this year. I hope y'all made some good intentions this year. So, uh, I want to be more intentional myself this year and just like really, really introduce myself. Um, and pop my shit. So let me, you know, wet my whistle so I can really get into this shit. Okay. So, so let's get into this. I'm Giovanni, better known as Queen Bonnie. Um, I come to this podcast as a woman who has found her purpose in life through loving and teaching and just being myself and shining my light as a way to shine light on others. I am a speaker by nature, to say the least, um, a lover by purpose. And I really, really am passionate about talking, about speaking my motherfucking truth. Really, I'm passionate as fuck about that. So this podcast is just about living spiritually awakened during current times. It is a whole nother experience to be spiritually awakened and also be led and guided by your ancestors in current times. The way it will have you seeing life. And everything about loving, about loving, living, existing so fucking differently that I've had to really, really just share my experience um, and really just, you know, be a voice of reason, a voice of education, a voice of thought provoking thought-questioning, intention-questioning person. I just really want to provoke the conversation being had, whether it be internally or with your family, with your friends, with your whoever's they may be. Um, So let's get into it, okay? Let's get into it. This episode, I got a lot to say, okay? I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. So... First, to start the year off, we got a new segment. I know I got to write my handsy dimsy, no, but I got to write my shit down. So the new segment is Seeds to Grow From. Um, This segment is about just dropping gems and provoking questions um, on things that hopefully once they provoke provoke your brain to have and ask these questions that it'll make you like, Really grow from it. Really start to see things differently. Really start to question why, when, and what makes you do whatever it is you do. You know, or or people just in general be doing. 
Um, so the seed to grow from this week is the power in your words. I think often people just aren't aware of how powerful their words are over like in so many different religions, spiritualities, they talk about how words are so powerful, how it's uh, power in the tongue, how uh, when you speak, you speak blessings or you speak curses, um, whether intentional or unintentional. And I don't think that people consider that when they talk every day. They didn't say when you talk sometimes that you speak blessings and curses. They didn't say when you talk with an angry heart that you speak blessings and curses. They didn't say when you talk with a heavy heart or with sorrow or while you're grieving that you speak blessings and curses. You speak blessings and curses whenever you're opening your mouth and using your tongue. You speak blessings and curses on a regular, 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 regular day basis, especially if you're not intentional about what it is you have to say, especially if we don't use our tongue to speak life. Sometimes people get so down on themselves. They'd be like, I don't know why shit's so fucked up around me. Because when shit get to going tough, you're like, I can't never do shit right. Watch your motherfucking mouth about how you speak about yourself. It's very, 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 very easy to talk on yourself in a way that you don't deserve. To speak on yourself in a way that you don't deserve. To not even be appreciating yourself properly. It's easy to do that. And we have to work on retraining our brain. Oh, y'all lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, we have to focus on retraining our brain in response to opposition and obstacles. It's a reason your words are important. I remember my personal experience. Like, sometimes years ago, about, who, three or four years ago, every time I would fuck something up, I would be like, you can't never do shit right. Why the fuck you wasn't paying attention? I would be so hard on myself. And the way I would talk to myself would be so demeaning. It would be so demeaning to the point where I didn't realize that the reason I was okay with other people talking to me crazy is because I be talking to myself crazy. Like, or if you ever see kids uh, when they're younger, younger kids, like elementary school, seven, eight, and they don't do something right. And they'll be like, I'm so stupid. It starts when you're literally that young. It starts that young. And it's crazy because now I'm very, very intentional about how I talk to myself. About how I speak. About the tone I use. About the words I say. About how I speak to others. About how others watch me speak to others. About how my kids watch me speak to others. About how my kids watch me speak to myself. Because now, if I mess something up, I'll be like, well, you live and you learn. You'll do better next time. 
that little, 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 little change. That seems so little of a change. But it's not. That's a giant change. Opposed to calling yourself out of your name or demeaning yourself for being imperfect. That's a giant change. And I think that when you understand the power of your words, you'll understand the power in affirmations. And now I currently like live by, swear by, die by motherfucking affirmations. I live, swear, die by that shit. Like, what? How I speak to myself? Come on, man. Man, I pour into myself every day, all day. I pour into myself heavy, heavy, super heavy. Like, wake up in the morning, like, popping my own shit about me. Like, I had to become my own biggest fan, my own biggest supporter, my own biggest man with the microphone. Like, the way I wake up in the morning, like, I'm thankful for my body. I'm thankful for being in my right mind. I'm thankful for being confident. I am thankful, like, speaking praises into my life, speaking praises over myself, speaking praises over my kids. It changes your life. It literally, because now every time you open your mouth, you're just literally spitting blessings out. So then your whole life becomes so abundantly blessed because all you speak is blessings that nothing, no one is in your way. Nothing and no one is in your way. And it's crazy, but like it's a little seed. Take some time to really think about that. Take some time to really think about how you use your words, how you speak to others. How you speak to yourself. How you speak to your kids. I was, um, I'm a 90s baby. 95. A whole lot of gang shit. And I remember oh, getting talked to crazy. Like, I'm a southern girl, so, like, I grew up on the, oh, children are meant to be seen, not heard. That's wild as hell to tell somebody. I am a person, baby. If I want to sneeze, cough, I chew, breathe, share my opinion, I should be allowed to do so. So to tell children that they are to be seen and not to be heard, baby, baby. So then I grew up like growing up off that. I didn't share my opinions with people growing up. Like, and when I did share my opinions, it was just like, no one listened to what I've had to say in so long that now it seems mad, 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 mad aggressive what I have to say because no one's been fucking listening to me. When that's never been my intention to come off as aggressive as I often do. But now I don't care. But I had to get there. I had to get to a point where I'm affirming that I'm okay with me and my skin. In every way. And it's in its perfections and in its imperfections. And it's glory and in its worst days. On my period, not on my period. Like TMI, but not TMI. Like, I feel like we as women have some times where we just don't be women and men. But women, I just feel like that period, that time of the month can have a bitch down bad. Okay? Like, so that 
at the period with I already probably be suffering or used to be suffering with my self-esteem, those days used to be bad. Okay? Real bad. So, talking better to myself, even on those days. A lot of times people tell me, oh, I wish I was confident like you. I wish I thought I was as sexy as you think of yourself. And I'm like, I did not grow up with people praising how beautiful I am. I did not grow up with out being body shamed. I grew up in the same 1990s, 2000, 2010s as the rest of the world. As body shaming, as anti-black, as hateful and capitalistic as the whole society been fucking been. I found all that shit, that confidence, that love for my body. I found that shit in myself. I grew up around big girls who was sad about being big girls. Who was uncomfortable and let people demean them because they was big girls. My aunties, my uncles, my family now, even the men in my family, they still be like, I think you should put on clothes. For what? I'm, I love the way my body look, naked or clothed. I love the way I feel in my skin, but I've said that for months, for years. <laughs> Until I was blue in the face and I was the only one motherfucking saying it. I believe that shit with my whole body. I've had people look me in my face and be like, oh, you think you cute? Think. Goofy nigga, think. No, I know, I know I'm cute and can't nobody tell me shit. I know I'm fine as hell. I know I'm sexy as fuck. I know that I look good soaking wet, standing in the rain in a thunderstorm, baby. I know that. I know that. Hair standing on top of my head on my worst day. I know I look good. I know that. <coughs> So when people are unconfident of themselves, a confident mind, baby, will have you looking at the rest of the world like they a joke. It'll have you realizing that folks really not confident and they ain't got shit to do with you. They ain't got shit to do with you that folks not confident in their skin, that they don't love themselves how they look. What? And the crazy thing is, we be so caught up on physical things, and this is bottom tier. This is bottom tier. How I look, it's not a whole bunch about how you look that you can change without surgery. And accepting how you look will have you not needing surgery. Because you don't even feel like it's necessary cosmetically. What? What? I'm so comfortable in my skin when people be like trying to, you don't wear no bra. I think it's unattractive for women not to wear bras. That's a lot of opinion coming from a nigga with no titties and who don't have to wear a bra. Don't nobody give a fuck what y'all think. That's because you don't lack confidence in how you are naturally. Naturally, I don't believe that people titties should sit up to their neck. So why the fuck would I... Be having my titties up to my neck. The fuck that meant for feeding babies and grown men who nasty. Like, 
That's what they meant for. It's not meant for display on my on my throat. Like, honey, child. So I'll just challenge everybody. Everybody who can hear this, everyone who, who sees this. We started visuals. So if you want to see me, you can always tap into Queen Vani on YouTube and see me in action. Um I'm y'all ask for visuals. I'm giving the visuals. Y'all see wanna see how I record my podcast? It's real chill vibes on the couch with the water and my notes doing my thing. Um and so what I was saying was if I just challenge everyone to just be intentional about how they speak to themselves this week. When you catch yourself speak, saying anything negative to yourself, to those around you, readdress yourself, readjust, and come back with some more positive things to say. Um, for example, I'm so tired. Instead of saying, I'm so tired, you can say, I've done so much today. I am proud of my productivity. Baby, we's tired. Being a physical person is exhausting. But the weight of the word tired rolling off your lips when you already tired don't give you no amount of peace or energy. So if you pour a little bit of love into yourself and address what you have done, see, approach it from the glass half full kind of aspect. Who? I don't never have enough money. All my needs are met. Yes, I could use a little bit extra, and it's on the way. So address it that way. Address it in a way that really has you pouring light and love into yourself. Even like uh, as a younger girl, I remember when people used to be like, oh, you gaining weight. I'll be like, I got meat in all the right places. Baby, I do. We're not supposed to just be skin and bones out here with European beauties us European beauties European beauty standards. Ooh, it's not coming out today. European beauty standards will have you believing that it's only one way we're supposed to look. The uniqueness isn't us. The uniqueness isn't individuality. The uniqueness is being you and your skin, however that may come across. That's the uniqueness. That's the beauty of it all. So you got to love and accept and just appreciate where you are in your skin and how you look in your skin and go from there. And don't let other people define you. What lies behind you does not define you. I lived by that. I lived by that. As a teenage girl, I lived by that. Because people used to always tell me I was fucking up. Always. But what lies behind you does not define you. And I am not a fuck up. I am not the summation of my actions. I am always allowed to be better. And if you need some affirmations to pour into you, to recite, 
You can always go to my YouTube channel where I do affirmations. I'm doing affirmations bi-weekly, um, and they're recorded. I am going to put the affirmations in the bio, and you can read along. You can copy them. You can print them out, put them on your wall. I have affirmations in my room, on my mirror. Um, when I'm brushing my teeth in the morning, I am, I am free. I am a butterfly. I am amazing. And pour into yourself. Start the day pouring into yourself and watch your days change. Me and my kids do affirmations. Every day in the car. Every day in the car. At the top of our lungs. At the top of our lungs. I am powerful. I am safe. I am secure. I am necessary. I am smart. I am wise. I am capable. There are no obstacles in my way. I conquer everything meant to be in my way. I conquer every obstacle because I am that powerful. Speak to yourself. And tell yourself what you really need to hear. And the way that this shit heals you from the inside out is unmistakable and irreplaceable. It truly is. So I hope y'all enjoyed Seeds to Grow From. I hope that this seed finds you well. Ashe. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I had to stop the show to tell y'all about Royal Souls Supply Botanica. It's an Atlanta-based online botanica that creates homemade oils and waters for energetic healing. The shop is known for its Atlanta water, which is a replacement for Florida water, made from local Atlanta herbs and produce like peaches and fresh dandelion. It is a great energetic cleanser. It's diffuser-safe and body smell body safe and it smells good as fuck shop online at exclusively queenbonnie.net and you'll find some other handcrafted products to aid you on wherever your journey takes you back to the show okay so next segment let's keep the show rolling um Next segment is called Same Difference. Um, when I was a little girl, I used to say that to my mom all the time. When I would, like, mistake one thing for another. And she'd be like, no, it's not like that. And I'd be like, same difference. Um, tomato, tomato, that kind of thing. Same difference. So, um, it's something that sticks with me and has stuck with me, I feel like. My entire life is same difference is, yeah, that's not exactly the same, I guess, but no, it is the same difference. Um, so on this segment of same difference, I really wanted to talk about spirituality because, um, I'm me and I feel like I am a spiritual person, a spiritual being having the human experience um in 20 what years is 2022 and it's things that i understand are not related to physical touch because that's what physical is physical is things you can touch you can't touch my ideas until i make them real you can't touch love 
until you fucking and made that baby out of love. But you couldn't touch love the same at first. Um, so all that being said, and in relation to spirituality, um, I think about culture and how each society, race, races in a certain area, races of a social class, races of a certain time period all have a culture and every culture has a religion or a spiritual spirit uh, a spirit a spirit spirituality Ooh, honey the way my words is on top of each other or even some type of tradition that is just related to spirit and i think that that's so interesting because in christianity they call them lord god and 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 Muslims call on Allah like everybody has a God. The only thing that makes your God different than my God is interpretation and vernacular words. Words and interpretation are the only thing that makes my God different than your God and your God different from their God and their God different from us. And I think that that's interesting because, like, vernacular and in interpretation, like, those two things are based off cultural understanding. I understand what those words mean because those are words I've run into before. It's hard to explain something that no one has ever experienced. It's hard to explain something that they don't have a word for in your culture, in your language, in your vernacular. It's hard to, if we don't use the word God, but we use the word Allah, the only difference is that Allah, Yahweh, that means God to us uh, because that's our vernacular. So it's like very interesting to me how like people of different spiritual traditions or religions often beef like, oh, my God is better than your God. Who's all to say that they're not all the same God interacting with us on where we at as a person, as a people? And I think about that sometimes because like for me. I don't subscribe to any sort of religion um, and I subscribe to spirituality, but I understand that spirit is way limitless than our brains as humans could even understand. Um, and I say that because spiritually, spirit is limitless. It's not confined to gender or race or time or capitalism or physicality. Spirit is limitless. Not bound to any physical category. Not man, not woman. Not girl, not boy. Not black, not white. Spirit, spirit, the, the, the spirit of the universe, spirit, like... The spirit that gives you the chills at church 
or when you hear something that applies to your life or when you get a message that you know is for you spirit spirit like the spirit that transcends time the spirit that who spirit is not limited to what we limited to as people spirit not limited to that it's not it's not limited to words like sometimes because i'm aware that i'm a spiritual person having a human experience sometimes my spirit feel things my body don't understand and i let my spirit do its thing because i understand that i'm a spiritual person having a human experience um all i can relate it to or compare it to is if you've ever seen the movie The Giver or read the book, um, the first half of the movie is in black and white because they didn't learn color. It wasn't something. So it's in black and white to show you that the entire community didn't understand color. They had never felt red. Because you can feel red, but you can see red and you can taste red and you can feel it. They never felt it. They had never seen it. They had never experienced red. And I feel like you can't you can't explain to somebody what red is who ain't never seen red before. Like, and not just seeing red as in anger, but seeing red as in the color. Never seen a red apple. Never felt a rose. Never seen blood. From babies or from periods. Because that red sends different levels of emotion through you. So then you felt red if you've seen red. But if you ain't never seen red. If you ain't never got outside of your physical body. And felt you and had your spirit move before. Then this segment is going to go over your head unfortunately. Because you ain't never felt spirit. And that's not no demeaning to you. But. Their life, you life is one great thing about living is experiencing. Experiencing spirit is another level. Being told information about things that have not yet occurred and them occurring exactly as you was told will make you believe in spirit in ways that you never gonna see unless you experience that. Feeling spirit, feeling the chills of spirit. You, if you felt it before, you felt it before and you know. Um, I can like, I grew up non-denominational and uh, non-denominational Christian. And I used to get chills when people used to run at church. I used to get chills. Be like, whoo, down my back when people used to run. And if you ever been to a black church, you know we run. They get to running. And it's crazy because then ancestrally that's called a ring shout. And black folks been ring shouting since the continent. But black church, baby, they the music get the going and they get the running. And baby, I would get chills chance 
be ready to cry and ain't nothing wrong, chance. And spiritually, the older I got, the more I matured in spirit and in truth of myself, the more I understand and understood spirit more. So then as I went on my own spiritual journey, it led me to understand and see spirit in another light that I know and I learned, I learned that spirit is so limitless, way more limitless than who, than we can ever give it credit for because we as people are sticklers for categories, titles, names, wording, vernacular. Oh, that's not how you say that. But do you feel me though? You know what I'm saying? But that's just me. So same difference spirit is spirit regardless of religion tradition and sometimes i feel like that's why people change from one tradition or religion to another because their spirit was calling for something else for something that could feed them more than they was being fed by the limitations imposed by people's spiritual religious or traditional regulations like and that not no shame to people's religions or traditions or spirituality nothing that's not no shame sometimes people don't identify with the regulations but they identify with the way that spirit make them feel and that's cool i i grew up christian my whole life i can probably say i'm not no christian i am not no christian and that's not no shame to christianity that's not no hate like my ancestors are Christian. I have a Bible. I like, I I still pray. I read the Bible, like, but I don't identify as Christian. I'm not limited to the confines and regulations of Christianity, even though I understand the value it has brought to my community and to my people. And it ain't nothing wrong with that. But I still... My son will tell you, I got a praying mama. Yes, you do. Because prayers are not... Christianity, Western religions do not own prayer. Prayer? You do not own that. No one owns that. Prayer is just simple communication with spirit. Baby, I pray. Like... So... I just think it's interesting. I think it's interesting, like, in so many aspects. Because, like, if you really think about it, every religion, tradition, spirituality, they all have some type of pedestalized or idolized or visionary aspects. And I want to say visionary um, I mean, more like visual aspects. So whether it be saints or deities or orishas or any, any. I feel like every everybody got some type of physical representation that they use to show their 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 gods, their spiritual gods, their spiritual whatever you will call it, um, even like spiritual routines or prayers or traditions or rituals or workings or mojos or 
whatever. Everybody got a name for the work they do in their practice. Everyone got a place for where they go, whether it's a mosque, whether it's a church, whether it's a temple, whether it's a, uh, what's it called, in a lot of, a house, or, uh, or, there's so many, there's so many, and so many differences, but so many similarities, and we get so caught up on the differences of, well, I, I have a temple, and I go to a temple, and I go to a house, it doesn't matter where you go, you're reverencing your spirits, and it should be a be about that, because if we acknowledged the spiritual part of us all, then we would probably have a little bit more humanity towards each other. It will be easier to love each other because we will all be able to give each other the benefit of the doubt a little bit more because we will acknowledge like, oh, you are spirit, figuring out your spirit, having a human experience, trying to figure out your body in this same world. That's crazy as hell. Okay, cool. I could cut you a little slack. I know it's a little tough. Period. It's literally that simple. But I think sometimes we get caught up on lingo that we forget. We forget what we made of, where we come from, who we are. That we all one and the same. We get so caught up on, oh, well, you're black, you're white, you Asian, blah, blah, blah. Not realizing, like, we all spirits in physical bodies. You literally might not even been black five lifetimes ago. You really probably have some different type of ancestors mixed up in you. And there's nothing wrong with that. So if we cut each other a little slack on what we look like and the vernacular and the category and we acknowledge spirit, y'all would be saying same difference to shit. Are you tired of smoking, but do you like the vibe? Try a Stone Spirit cocktail, the perfect turn up or wind down, handcrafted cocktails infused with high quality THC strains, named after parts of black culture that changed the culture forever. Bestsellers include amazing cocktails like the Shop Talk, a handmade infused sangria, or the Freak Nick, a mango Hennessy margarita. Ordering available online and local in-state delivery available. Shop at Everything Queen Bonnie on Instagram. Back to the show. This episode... This episode is called Personally You're Powerful. Let's go ahead and add as fuck at the end of that because you are. I don't think that people see themselves fully in all your greatness and splendor. Um, I'm recording this episode on the 1st of January. I wanted to make sure I get all that new year, new me, good juju rubbing off. I hope y'all eat y'all black eyed peas and collard greens. Add that cornbread because what's greens without the bread? You need that. Sop up that good juice. 
I hope y'all ate all that. I hope y'all followed y'all traditions. I hope if you're a Christian, you hope you went to your watch night. If for me, for me personally, I am just spirit, spiritual. And we do a money walk. I do a money walk. I cleaned all my coins that I have amassed through the whole year. And I put a little Atlanta water on there, some spring water. I pray over them. I cleanse them. And then I anoint them with some prosperity oil, a little double up. And after 12 o'clock, I throw, I stand outside my front door and I throw all that money, all those coins through the door to throw in prosperity and abundance and and just literal wealth, throwing wealth through my front door. And as I pick up all the coins, I pray. As I pick up every coin off the floor, um, if I, like, let's say some coins rolled underneath the door, I open the door. Behind every door, there's more blessings, and I continue to pray. Um, and, whew. The way this is my third year doing that, and the way that it brings me so much peace throughout the year, I am um, so forever indebted and thankful. So if y'all want to steal that from me, if y'all want to try it, go ahead. Money walk your way into a new year, into your new season. Money walk, baby. Um and so one, I shared that I do that because I understand the power that I carry. I understand the power in my prayers. I understand the power in me speaking my prayers out loud. Um, and I'll write them down for a little added touch, but definitely out loud. I speak all the things that I want to occur in this universe to this universe so that she may hear me. Okay, so I want y'all to try to do that. I want y'all to like regularly. Don't just say your affirmations in your head. Speak about how powerful you are out loud, out loud. And. Walk in that. It's a reason almost every video, podcast, social media platform, website, all says on my shit, walk in your power. It's a reason. It's a reason. Like, if you walk in your power, the way you're going to step, how you gonna be stepping? Honey, child, they ain't gonna know what to do with you. They ain't gonna know what to do with you. And in that same aspect, like, it really make me feel like people are so unaware of their power often that they'll use their power for bad and not intend to. Um, an example of that. 
uh, I'm very particular about the kind of things I consume, food, media, content, uh, what I put in my ears, what I put in my body, what I put in my eyes, uh, my hair on my skin. I'm very, very particular of all that things. And uh, even with me being particular of that, I still happen to come across um, a reel of the Don't Call Me White Girl podcast um, and how she had Ari Fletcher on there. And... I don't know if I ever said that I come from some Memphis folks. So I'm a big bag fan. I'm a big money bag fan. I'm a Dolph fan. I'm a Glock fan. Like, musically, Memphis rap. I'm an Atlanta shorty, but Memphis rap has me in a chokehold. Like, literal chokehold. Um, but... The, Regardless, the way Ari, so Ari basically was saying on the Don't Call Me White Girl podcast that she basically realized she had to grow up and uh, she used to want for niggas to basically put their gun in her mouth and like, like be literally physically violent with her. Um, in that same breath, she taught was literally like showed excessive appall for anal. Okay personal this is my just personal opinion not you appalled at anal sex but you want niggas to put literal weapons in your mouth honey what but excuse me what like what it's beyond me but i'm just what but moving on so once the podcast aired, social media had their own opinions about what Ari Fletcher had to say. So then they was basically like, she's crazy, blah, blah, calling her a bird, whatever. They negative. And they negative and she was wilding. All, all, all parties involved, wilding, okay? Anyways, moving forward. So she then responds by getting on IG and basically saying how, like, Oh, so people in the comments was also talking about, like, uh, you should get help. You shouldn't want nobody to physically assault you, blah, blah, blah. And I brought that back up to say that. So on her IG Live, one of the main key parts, like, I seen, sis was like, I don't care about assault. I don't care about domestic violence. Like, she, so she, now she's now she's, like, bagging on women. For them saying, like, you should really seek help because that's not safe. Like, you, you ragging on women, telling people you don't care about sexual assault, domestic violence. Because they telling you you should get help because you want a nigga to put his gun in your mouth. Okay, so then I'm like, wow, that's some real fucked up ass shit to say. <laughs> she goes from talking about that. And I'm like, this the same Ari Fletcher who called the police on G Herbro for dragging her. Like, but you want people to care about your sexual assault and domestic violence. Or let's, excuse me, not sexual assault, but your domestic violence. I'm confuzzled. Deeply confuzzled. Like, honey. 
You're just spewing shit. You're not even realizing the power that you maintain as a person. And now you're just saying shit. And it's funny because on Twitter, this, I'm, I'm telling you, it was mean. But it, it gave me a good key key, baby. A good key key. Somebody was like, she clearly got BBL me for blaze. And I'm just like, but no, seriously, it's giving I'm so unintentional that I'm not aware of what I'm actually saying, how or what I'm actually doing. It's, it's giving very unintentional. And don't get me wrong, as humans, as humans having a spiritual, uh, as human spirits having a human experience, all of us is flawed. All of us is imperfect. All of us at one point in time, Jesus Christ included, for you Christians, grab your pearls now, girls, because... We all are flawed. We all are flawed. Ain't nobody who walked this earth had it all figured out. They all arrived here on this planet with the same slate as yours. Blank filling it in as they go. As they go. All the girls, all the guys arrived on the same bus. The bus with empty slates. And figuring it out as they go. And maybe along the journey, you've learned some things more than others. You've perfected things more than others. But baby, that is not make any of us exempt or perfect. But focusing on yourself and removing yourself from all the physical chains that bond you and your mind will have you live in another top tier existence. Because... <coughs> The way you can be wealthy and physically better well off than the next, but then literally spew malice, hatred. Ari Fletcher is a black woman disregarding the experiences of black women who are already heavily left unprotected. Like, it's, it's just giving self-hate, really. In all honesty, and I mean, maybe I'm a harsh critic and I'm not judging, but it's giving like we be get we literally be spewing self-hate so fucking much that we don't even see that shit. You literally telling other people that you don't care about them having domestic violence disputes, but you wanted someone to care about yours. Where is the humanity at? Where is the regard for other people? Not you getting on a platform where you got hundreds of thousands of followers disregarding people getting their brains smacked around because of love. And the miseducation of what love should be like. Like, come on, bro. That shit really made me sick, to be honest. Because... Perspective perspective do you know how many people of all different nationalities have been affected by domestic violence do you know how many people have been hurt killed lost to domestic violence and we will spew Hatred with our mouths that completely lacks humanity. Like, and that shit's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. 
how you can be in a position of power and not saying Ari Fletcher is in a position of power, but she's in a, a sort of position of power because she has influence or there's people watching her who think that like, okay, this is how people live. This is how I would like to live or want to mirror their existence after her existence, which is already flawed because everyone is flawed. So you should be mirroring your existence of what is best for you, not what you see someone else doing. But even then, you that's what you want to you. You have this platform and you could say anything. And this is what you have to say. It's crazy. And you know what's even crazier is that, well, how the saying go, hurt people, hurt people. And that sounded like a hurt person hurting other people because she was hurt. And people don't even be realizing how hurt they be sounding. How how literally in pain it is. You can hear the pain in their voice. You can see the pain in their face. They can feel the pain in their heart. And then they tell everybody they cool. Baby. Pain is pain and folks going to see it because that shit going to start to leak out of you and ooze out of you, especially if you're not healing from it. And it's crazy. It's crazy. It's just crazy. But all in all, I just want y'all to be more intentional about how you use the power that comes from being you. We live in an enclosed ecosystem. We live on Earth. All of us live on Earth. That means what we do in this lifetime will have effects on the next lifetime of people, on those around us. So walking in your power and being aware of how powerful you are will affect the people around you. Because then they'll start to see how powerful they are and what they can do and what they can accomplish. And I just wish we did better overall. All in all. Um, and I want us to really heal from all our traumas, all our issues. And you can only heal from things that you are aware that there's a problem. That requires a certain level of acknowledgement and awareness. You have to acknowledge and aware that, okay, these things hurt me. These things have hurt me. These things have changed. How I view myself. How I view the world. How I view others. And I want to work on that. And I want to fix it. And you have to actively, intentionally work on it. And when you work on it, you'll start to realize so much more. So, like, for me, working and healing from my traumas. I'm healing, not healed, so be careful and be nice to me. But working and healing through my traumas has helped me understand that access to me is a privilege. Being able to call my phone is a privilege. Being able to be my friend is a privilege. I can be fucked up by my motherfucking self. I don't need to be fucked up with a group full of niggas who don't have my best interests. Access to me is a privilege. And fucking up that access will get your shit revoked. Adaptation is necessary. 
Adaptation is necessary. I used to fuck with you. We was cool. But then you got mad disrespectful on me. Unwarranted. So now I'm kicking with you like that. Adaptation is necessary. But access to you is a motherfucking privilege. Everyone does not deserve access to you. Everyone don't deserve to breathe your air and be graced by your presence. But you only going to feel me on that when you feel the power inside you. You're not going to feel me on that if you don't think that you nobody. But if you know you somebody, then you already know, baby, you can't talk to me like that. The way, the way, y'all, I'm a reformed hoe. I be exposing my truth on this podcast. I'm a reformed hoe. I used to be fucking, fucking whoever the fuck I wanted. And that's not saying that I don't still. But I'm a little bit more particular about who I let entertain my sexual energy. It's a little growth to my shit. Um, And the way I have took pleasure, 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 especially during retrograde season of telling niggas they cannot fuck me. Baby, I feel like, like, and that's not saying I used to fuck everybody or anybody, but honey, let's get into it. If the coochie was wet, she was trying to get dogged, okay? And I was trying to let niggas dog her. Now, I'm grown. I've grown from that. Yes, do I be fucking? Yes. Do I still be on OnlyFans getting my shit rocked? Yes. Don't get it fucked up. But... But now I'm particular. I'm more particular about who I let entertain my sexual energy. So I took a lot of pride in in telling niggas who used to think they would always have access to me but never knew how to motherfucking treat me. You cannot fuck me with my chest, okay? Like... I've taken great, 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 great pleasure in that. Because I know I haven't always felt like that. I know I, like, the way someone looked me in my face last year and told me I owed them some pussy. And my ass almost considered, like, maybe I do. Oh, you can't owe nobody your fucking body. It's your body. You cannot owe a nigga that. So I had to really address myself and work through my own shit. And really like, you can't owe a nigga no pussy. How you owe a nigga something that don't belong to him? He goofy and you goofy for entertaining it and you need to work on your shit. Because why you let a nigga think, honey, you owe him some pussy. It's a joke. It's a gag. The gag is, is I'm better now. I I was fucked up last year, but I'm better now. And I don't owe no nigga no pussy, and I know that. And I don't say what? A megaphone. Boy, you cannot fuck me. Because I don't, I know. Now I know. I don't want to be with no nigga who feel like I owe him my body. I don't want to be with no woman, man, who feel like my body is theirs to possess. They own me when I own me. And then, even then, barely sometimes. Because, who? Air sign. I be going with the flow. But, 
literally, oh, access to you is a privilege. And you have to learn when people do not deserve access to you any longer. All the time, I feel like I run into people and they be like, your heart is so genuine. You have a heart of pure gold. You are like an amazing person. And then I realized, oh, sometimes people be using my good old big old heart against me because I be allowing everybody access or used to. But I don't know more because I understand that now access to me is a privilege. I don't owe you shit. I don't, I don't owe you my space. I don't owe you my peace of mind. What, what folks be saying on Twitter? If it costs your piece, it costs too much. Access to you is a privilege. Fucking with you is a privilege. Being around you, breathing your air, getting your light poured into them, filling their cup, reciprocating their energy, allowing them the space to be in your energy is a privilege. Everybody don't deserve the privilege. Everybody don't deserve that. Everybody don't deserve that. Everybody don't deserve access. So we got to work on adapting accordingly. Sometimes motherfuckers fuck up and you got to revoke access. You got to stop entertaining they shit. Sometimes. That's one of my favorite books. If you've never read The Four Agreements, you should read The Four Agreements. That's my book because it'll change your whole perspective. Sometimes we can only get treated how we allow ourselves to be treated. And sometimes we be allowing motherfuckers to mistreat us because we don't see the power we have and that we carry. We're not confident. We don't think we deserve better than what we are allowing. And we do. And because we do, that means we have to move accordingly. And to be able to move accordingly, that means that we have to move differently. And that means revoking access to motherfuckers who do not appreciate what we offer. Who do not value us. Who do not show ourselves a value. I explained to my little sister the other day. She was like, well, maybe if I remove myself from this person's life, then they'll see what they're missing. And I was like, no, baby. You should just, if, if you got to remove yourself from somebody's life for them to be able to see what the fuck they missing, they don't need you in your, in your, you don't need them in your life. That's what I'm trying to say. You don't need them in your life. Why don't you need them in your life? Because you are of value already. You are already of value. You are already valuable. You are already necessary. So the fact that they want to be around you and they don't fucking see that. They are already in the place they're not supposed to motherfucking be at. And so are you. <laughs> Honey, child. Realistically. But I think that so often we just want to be seen and want to be heard and want to be valued. But you can't make nobody see you. They'll see you when they're ready. Because there are sometimes you meet people, if you've never experienced this, I pray one day that you do, 
where people see your value and they have just met you. I have met people and they have met me and been like, oh, you are a gem. And is. Okay? And fucking is. Is a gem. Walking around sparkling and shit is a gem. And I know that. I'm aware, I'm aware that I am a precious gem. A precious rare gem. Hard to find. Even harder to acquire. Like, baby! They don't get it. But you do. Hopefully. And if you don't, I hope one day that you do get it. I hope one day that you value yourself so highly. So highly. That you understand that access to you is a privilege. And not appreciating the access that people have to you. Them not appreciating it will allow their access to be revoked. And what Bill Withers said, ain't no sunshine when she's gone. She's always gone too long. Anytime she goes away, baby, because they should not get the access to motherfucking come back. If I leave, honey, let me readjust. If you had access to me and I leave, it's like losing a diamond. It's like losing your favorite anything. I'm never the fuck coming back. (laughs) Ever, ever, ever. You never going to get that access again. So you might as well make the best out of it that you have with it. While you got it, you should appreciate it while you have it. Because when you lose it, when you lose access, you'll never get it back. You'll never get it back. And that doesn't mean I'm unforgiving. That just means you can't fool me twice. (laughs) That's all. That's all. Because really, if you knew what the fuck to do with what the fuck you had in the... uh, access to in the motherfucking first place then you want to fuck it up right because people treat things that they deem valuable as if they are valuable you either have that favorite shirt that you wear that you love that you wear all the time or that you don't wear enough because you're scared like what if i spill something on it what if we go somewhere and i waste something on it and it doesn't come out What if I wear it too much and the seams start to rip? What if they're so cautious about how they treat this thing that they deem valuable that they insist on treating it like it is a value? So if people can understand the value of materialistic things, then they should understand the value in people. And if they can't understand the value in people or the value in you, then you should be places where people do value you. Because there is some place where people do seem do deem you valuable. I used to have some people I used to call friends. And they didn't value me enough. I was always the friend calling to check on folks. Nobody was ever calling to check on me. I was always going out my way to see about folks who was never going out their way to see about me. And I wasn't doing any of it with the intention for them to do it for me. I was doing it out of love. But everybody, every single 
person on this earth. It's like a plant. They need sunlight and food and water. So how long can you expect or water people or water your community or water your environment and they not watering you back? Because then ain't nothing like having a community, people, friends, family that water your pot like you water theirs. And that don't mean that oh that they they think you owe them or you or they owe you for you watering them. They doing it out of reciprocation and love. I water you because I love you. I water you even when you water me. I water you when sometimes I didn't even know you needed to be watered. I water you because I love you and I want to ensure that you are doing well. Watering. The concept of you water my garden, I water yours is not a hard concept, but we get so caught up in I. Well, what they ever did for me. But what have you ever done for them? It's a little bit of both. <laughs> so power, understanding your power will have you moving differently. Have you viewing life, loving differently? I understand that from me. Once you understand yourself, it's easier to understand other people. So for me, I understand that I am a lover by nature, by purpose. My purpose is to love without condition. So I know for me, I water because... I think watering people is fun. <laughs> I think pouring love and prosperity and anything I have to pour that could be good to you is good to me. It makes me feel good to water the gardens of those I love. So I continuously water. That's just me. Everybody not like that. And I'm aware of that. And that's okay. I allow people to be who they is. But, baby, it's only so long I can water, 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 water you. And when I realize, like, oh, damn, they never, they never water back. It's not reciprocated. They don't love me like I love them. And that's okay because it's hard. When you got a heart big like this, it's hard to find motherfuckers who love like you. Period. But finding people who do. It's all about preference. It's all about understanding what you deserve, what you feel like you deserve, and getting what you feel like you deserve, and believing in what you deserve and what you will have. And I feel like I deserve to be watered by a community. So I do. I have a community that waters me. But I also water my community. Because to whom much is given, much is expected. And I want my community to be with me for a long time. So I water them with longevity. I do. I, I make it a point to be a part of my community. And not just on good days, but on bad ones too. If you my friend and you call me, I'm coming. For the laughs, but for the tears. For the good days, but for the bad. 
for the parties. But baby, if you also need a shoulder to cry on, I'm also that. I'm a part of my community. So I give what I have able to give to my community. But I also am aware of my boundaries. I'm also aware of where I stand and where I sit. And I also communicate myself in that way. I communicate myself in that way so that I express, well, you we friends you or related and you do something I don't like. Well, I don't like what you said. I don't think that you hate me or you're a bad person because you said that, but I didn't like how you talked to me. And I didn't like how it made me feel. And it made me feel like X, Y, Z. And you ain't have to talk to me like that. Or this is what I would have rather or how I would have rather you handle the situation. There's nothing wrong with that. And if me being me is too hard for you to deal with, then I can revoke access and it's cool. But I've like been in situations where I've like, hey, yesterday you said X, Y, Z and I didn't really like how you was talking to me. Well, you are emotional and you a crybaby and, and is. So you should be careful how you talk to me. Why are you trying to like, why is that shade? Why is me being emotional supposed to be shade? Why is like, why is that supposed to be demeaning? Why is me being a crybaby supposed to be demeaning? Oh, you be crying. Yeah. Yeah. I be crying. So what? Some hurt my feelings, bitch. I'm a cry. That don't mean I won't beat your ass. That don't mean we won't fight. And that don't mean that I'm not going to say that what you said hurt my feelings. I'm going to cry about it still. Do you know how many times I have lost a friend because they did not, how, did not know how to treat me? And then I still be fucking crying like, but I really like them as a friend. Yeah, I'm one of those. And I don't feel no kind of way about it. My heart that fucking big that I know that I have to cut you off for my boundaries, but my heart still go out to you and I still got mad love for you. My heart big like that. They don't make them like me, baby. Okay? So I don't feel no kind of way. So when I be in situations and people try to shame me for being myself, access revoked. Certain things for me are deal breakers. And I understand that. I understand what for me is a deal breaker. I understand that for me, Shaming me for being me is a deal breaker. I don't want to be friends no more. You don't know how to talk to me. You don't know how to appreciate me. You want to appreciate me for being there for to be able your to be your friend, which causes calls for some emotional empathy. But then that emotional empathy should not be able to apply to myself, and I should not be able to be me in all my emotions because I'm a crybaby. Ew. I don't want to be with that. I don't want to be friends or interact with someone who tried to shame me for being me in all my nuances and glory, honey, because I love who I am. I love that. I love who I am. I love who I am in all my skin. And I understand the power that my emotions have. So that's part of my power is my emotions. I know when something is wrong. I can feel it in my heart. In my chest, in my body, I know when things are off. Because I'm emotionally in tune. So, I'm emotional regardless. 
But I'm not about to allow nobody to make me feel bad for being my emotional self. Baby, we're not supposed to be stoic people. Stoic, nonchalant, inhumane people. Like, no, baby, I am emotions and joy and humanity. And do you know how much money? I don't even know how much money I give away in a year to literally people in the hood at red lights. Water boys. If I have it, I give it. Without a second thought, I can have bills passed due and a dollar in my wallet, I'll give my dollar out. There's been plenty of times I've gave my last dollar away because we live on a floating rock in space paying fucking bills. That shit dumb, so I don't care about that shit. I don't care about that. Because I know that I got food at home. I got a roof over my head. I'm shielded from the elements. I'm not left To the whims and whistles of earth. Like, if it rain, I can go inside my house and I know that I'm okay. I know I got food at home. I know I'm taken care of. I know I'm provided for. I know I have my basic needs met. Even if my bank account ain't flourishing yet. So... I think a lot comes with just believing in yourself. I tweeted the other day that believing in yourself, knowing what you're capable of and knowing where you come from will have you empowered in a way that you don't see many things as obstacles anymore. And I pray that everyone finds that. Um, And I pray that once you find all of those things that you understand that access to you is a privilege. And that in turn, because access to you is a privilege, protect your energy. Protect who you have around you. Protect the energy around you. Protect your peace. And if it costs your peace, it costs too motherfucking much. Okay? So, that's how I'm ending that. That's how I'm ending this episode. Is that if it costs your motherfucking peace... It costs too damn much. So. It's a wrap, y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I hope that this episode was so food to you. Not take out, baby. It was a little long-winded, but it was all the way the fuck necessary. I hope this is helping you start your new year off on a good fucking note. And I'm going to end it how I always end it. Walk in your power. Wait, 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 wait. Rewind. Be you. You. Not me. Not the next bitch. Not the last bitch. Not any of them other niggas. You. Be you. Walk in your power. Walk in who you are. Walk in your power. Confidently vibrantly, joyfully, and thrive. Because we have survived long enough. What's this? We pulling up into year three of a panorama Panasonic. Year three. It's still weird. So 
We thriving at this point. Not surviving. We have survived so fucking long. We are playing motherfucking offense now. Not defense. We're not playing defense. It's offense. We're expecting what's on the road ahead and moving accordingly. We paying attention to our surroundings. We tapped into what the fuck is going on. And we're moving accordingly. We're moving in preparation. We're moving out of discernment. So, new calendar year. Let's go. Let's get it. Okay? Let's go. Let's get it. Until next time, see you in two weeks. Be very blessed, royal family.